love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. What the world needs now is love. More love. Stars literally aligned. He's always been the one. There's someone out there for everyone. I'm Nancy Regan, your host on the Canadian Love Map. We are on a journey to uncover and share love stories of all kinds. He's never forgotten to bring me flowers. We're hoping we're going to give a little good news to this world. Even in these dark times, the life continues to go on. It's all about compassion, devotion, adventure, and of course, love. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs love. This is the Canadian Love Map. Well, love is the most important thing. They finally drop the puck, the game starts, and not even 30 seconds. <laughs> He shoots the puck. <laughs> I see the goal go in, and so I'm looking at the camera guy. So now I'm seeing him swing his camera on. I'm like, okay, I gotta do this. So I drop down, and she's just stunned because she can't believe that I have a ring in front of her. Today's love story is a modern and very Canadian version of Romeo and Juliet. Two star-crossed lovers from two families one ardently supporting the Edmonton Oilers, the other devoted to the Calgary Flames. Tess and Payton's engagement was one for the ages, a public display of love that melted the hearts of even the most die-hard hockey fans. But behind this unforgettable moment, there's a deeper story of keeping promises to loved ones, unexpected messages, and fate playing its hand. This is the Canadian Love Map. Tess and Payden, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. I feel like you're really putting the Canadian in our Love Map podcast today. Like, I don't think there could be a more Canadian engagement story than yours. Have you heard that before? A lot, yeah. actually. <laughs> Ever since we've done it, a lot of people complimented us on it and said it was pretty amazing. It is amazing. It was planned, but it kind of wasn't. Well, it kind of wasn't, it kind of wasn't, right? Uh, I think it's really important for us to find out how you two met. How did this romance start? It actually started online. I actually messaged, well, I commented on one of her statuses on Facebook. She was talking about how she wasn't feeling good and she was feeling sick. And I just kind of thought, might as well break the ice. I was like, buy some Buckleys. I was like, it cures everything. <laughs> And then from there, we were talking on there, and she uh, she's a shy person, so right away, she's like, oh, message me. And that's how we met, through just talking online. Oh, nice. Tell me, each of you, a little bit about your background, if you would. Okay, well, I'm from Kikino. It's a Métis settlement. I've been living here all my life. We're kind of, like, closer to... 
I'm not sure if you know where Lac Lavish is, but we're in between Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Okay. That's like the best idea I could give you. Great. Okay. Got it. So I am an, an Indigenous woman from Heart Lake First Nation. It's a small reservation. How many would you say? <laughs> mm, maybe 800 at most. Mm-hmm. It's not that big. Yeah, it's very small. So you've, you, growing up, you felt like you knew everyone? Yes. I have a lot of cousins and aunties and uncles. <laughs> And I know you do beautiful beadwork. When did you start that? Was that something you started early in your childhood? No, I actually just started about five years ago. Oh, really? And it just kind of took off. Yeah, it's like my passion now. Wow. Okay, we're going to talk about that later. But right now, I think we better talk about hockey. When you met each other online and started talking, how quickly did hockey enter the conversation? Right away, as soon as we met each other's families, because my dad's a hardcore Calgary fan and her dad was a hardcore Edmonton fan. Uh-oh. And so, like, I was more at her house than she was at mine. And so as soon as, like, her dad was like, oh, I'm going to watch the game, all excited. I was like, oh, who are you cheering for? He's <laughs> like, oh, Edmonton all the way. And I'm like, oh. And I, said, I was like, you're going to love me. Then I said, and he's like, why? And I was like, oh, I'm a Calgary fan. And he's like, oh, he says. (laughs) And from there, we just kind of laughed. We found out that we're opposites when it came to Alberta for hockey fans. Yeah, Isn't that funny? And you thought it was going along so well until then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He didn't didn't say get out of the house, though. No. (laughs) No, he actually didn't. He just kind of laughed. Right away, he brought up the Battle of Alberta. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to see the first game now. He's like, I'll have someone to talk smack about. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So did you two feel strongly about those allegiances as well to Calgary and Edmonton? Yes. Yes, most definitely, because both our dads passed it down to us. And how did that dynamic play out in your relationship? It was fun. Because it added something else. Because it's a lot easy to cheer for the same team. But to cheer for opposite teams, it <laughs> makes it a little bit more fun. Like, you can make wagers with each other. And yeah. a couple wagers where, okay, well, if you lose, you can do the dishes tonight. <laughs> that kind of thing. So it kind of made it fun. So you you met. You discovered this rivalry. Where did the relationship go from there? Um, It actually was strong right away. We've been together now for going on 10 years, and we've got married this year. I proposed last year. We had a daughter five years ago. So the relationship has been really good, and it just kept building and building and getting stronger and stronger. And did you decide together that you were going to get married? You already had a child together. Was there a moment that you decided together, or was it one person who hatched a plan? He surprised me. 100% (laughs) surprise. In a big way. Yes. It's actually kind of funny because when we first got into the relationship and we'd, we'd talk about things, we both said, like, we didn't want kids. Then we end up having one, and we love it. And just, like, the same thing like that. I said I wasn't really ever planning on getting married, Mm -hmm. and so did she, and our 
bond became so strong that I just kind of surprised her in a big way that wasn't planned like <laughs> that, but it turned out that way. So what did you plan? What what did you think when you first decided, I'm going to ask her, what was the path supposed to look like? That kind of goes to our dads again, mm-hmm. because um, her dad ended up getting stage four cancer. And I, I knew I wanted to marry her, but him being at stage four, I knew that there was going to be a grieving process and all that. So I kind of knew I was going to do it, but I didn't want to do it at that time because I knew there was so much else going on at the time. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, when I knew he was going to pass, me and him were in a room together and I kind of told him, I was like, um, I want to marry your daughter and I want your blessing. I was like, cause I'm really not sure where this is going and I want to know. And he was shocked. He was like, oh my God, you're going to marry my baby girl. And I'm like, I was like, so is that a yes? And he's like, oh, yes, 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 most definitely. He's like, I'm so happy for you too. And during that time, I was like, well, I'll give her a year to grieve once you're gone. I was like, and then after that, I was like, I'll propose to her. He's like, yes, thank you. He's like, thank you so much. And when we were kind of joking around there, I was like, unless, I was like, you give me a big sign and I know it's you. And I don't mean me in the living room alone watching TV in the dark and I hear a pot fall down. I was like, you got to give me something big that I know it's you telling me that, okay, I want you to propose to my daughter now. What a moment of joy you must have given him at such a, a crucial time. Yeah, he was... Like, he was uh, always a strong man. Like, he wasn't one to show his emotion. And yet, when I asked him that, he did shed a tear, but he tried to hide it. And I seen it. And he was just, he was happy for his daughter. Mm, That's beautiful. That just seems like such a gift. You know, he was giving you the gift of his blessing, but you gave him a beautiful gift as well. And in a way, he was giving his gift of a daughter to you. Yes. Yeah. And he was more than happy to. (laughs) So going forward, was there a sign that you went right away? I mean, were you always on the lookout for signs going, hmm, what's it going to (laughs) be? It was kind of like I thought to myself, if it happens, it happens. And if I'm going to know, it's got to be something that's big. Like I told him and we kind of laughed about that. And yeah, so I had a, a friend that was doing a giveaway for, he was selling a hundred tickets at $20 a ticket for two tickets to game four for the playoffs of Battle of Alberta. And next thing you know, I was like, he's like, just try your luck. So I was like, okay, you know what? I was like, I'll buy one ticket, buddy, to help support your cause, I said. And then so just he's one like, okay, ticket? I'll let you know when we go left. Just one ticket. Oh. We only bought one ticket. And <laughs> next thing you know, it, he was like, oh, I'm going live. And I was like, eh, I bought one ticket. Like, I'm just, I more or less did it to help him out. I thought I was supporting his little cause he was doing. He's like trying to call me and he's messaging me, bro, bro, you won, you won. And I was like, I kind of dropped the F bomb on him. I'm like, <laughs> you're F lying to me or just messing with me. And he's like, no, bro, go watch the video. It's posted live. So, 
So we went and watched the video and he got a little girl to reach inside a bucket and she draws out three tickets. And when she drew those three tickets, he was like, no, you're only allowed to grab one. And so she shook her hand and two fell out and she just happened to grab our ticket. And all I thought when I watched that video was, I told Tessa, I was like, that's both of our dads slapping out those other two tickets out of that girl's hand and leaving ours. <laughs> that is so awesome. I just, I love the idea of you watching this happen and feeling so connected to your dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. And so did you, in your head right away, Peyton, think, this is a sign? Yeah, because... <laughs> Like I said, he knew I was going to propose to his daughter. And so I kind of already was paying for the ring. Yes. And after that happened, I was kind of like, I was doing the math in my head and looking at the date to when this was going to happen. And I'm like, I'll be able to finish paying off for this engagement ring by the time the hockey game comes along. And I kind of thought to myself, what better way to honor both our fathers fathers that have passed than to propose to her at a hockey game in which they both were diehard fans and made us diehard fans. That's amazing. So how did you start the planning process? Like, how would you go about that? There was a lot of me thinking I knew what was going to happen and then getting (laughs) surprised as it got closer to the day it was going on. Because like, for one thing, my truck broke down a week before the game and we're about two hours out from Edmonton. So it's not a little, it's not a close trip to go there. So then I had to ask my auntie if she was going to Edmonton in that time and if she could take us so we could go to this game. And she's like, Oh yeah, I got to go to Edmonton anyways. I'll be more than happy to take you guys. I'm so glad she came because she actually helped me out. This girl Uh never leaves my side when we're in public places. She's always, always around me. We're always stuck to the hip, basically. And now, how do you figure I'm going to get the engagement ring without her noticing when she's always beside me, right? You needed an accomplice. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I needed someone to help me, like, you know, get rid of her. (laughs) And so I kind of told my auntie, She's one of the only people that actually knew I was going to propose. Like, I never told any of my family. I didn't tell. she, Her family obviously didn't know. And so she was, like, only one out of the two people that knew I was going to propose to Tessa that day. And so I was like, Auntie, can you kind of, like, give her a story and, like, make her go with you somewhere? And so, like, Matthew was like, oh, all I have is boys. I don't have daughter-in-law. I never had a girl to go do girly stuff with. You should come with me to get your nails done. And Tessa was like, well, I kind of beat, so I don't want to get my nails done. They get in the way, she's like. And then so she's like, oh, please, please come. I I really want to share this moment with someone. It's always me alone. So Tessa, feeling guilted in, finally agreed. (laughs) Meanwhile... I was running to go get that ring paid for. Well, that's kind of a stroke of genius, though, too, because she probably figured her hands were going to be seen a lot once she had that ring on them. Yes, Yes, and that's what I said. I was like, I didn't even think of that, Auntie. Thank you. I was like, you kind of (laughs) 
helped her out without even us knowing. Yes, I'm so grateful for her. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so what did you do? Well, you had her off getting her nails. What did you do, Peyton? We were in West Edmonton Mall, so it was kind of perfect because that's the jewelers I went to to pay for the rest of the engagement ring. And even that, it was like another thing that I feel like her dad and my dad were a part of because I end up picking a jewelry shop that end up knowing one of my half sisters. So like I went there and the ring owner had a wife and she's like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Lac Labiche. And she's like, oh, I used to, ha- I used to, I used to live there. I, I know a lot of people there. Who do you all know? And I, so I was like, okay, well, I know, I was like, I know Cardinals, I know Partakers, I know Desjardins. And then she's like, oh, I know Desjardins. Which Desjardins do you know? She's like, do you by any chance know uh, Florence Desjardins? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my half sister. Oh my gosh. She's like. She's like, are you kidding me? She's like, that was my best friend when I was there. And I'm like, yeah, she's my half sister. Me and her have the same biological father. And then after that, she's like, all of a sudden she called her husband over and she's like, oh, this is my husband. He owns this store. And I'm like, nice to meet you. And then she's like, you give him a family discount. Yes, I was hoping you were going there. I was going to say, I hope the the ring price is coming down through this encounter. Yeah. I was like, what? And so, like, I had left over about, it came up to about $1,600 I still had to pay. She ended up knocking off, like, over $400 on it for me. Wow. And she was like, basically, like, this is my wedding gift to you. She's like, congratulations. She's like, good luck in the game tonight. And I wish you the best. And I was like, like, what a small world to run into someone that's two hours away and that you think is a complete stranger, but still linked to you. Small world. So already you're feeling there are signs of of the fact that you're being supported. <laughs> you yes. know, the dads the dads are moving pieces around <laughs> and they're they're yeah, blowing wind exactly into your like sails, that. sort of. Okay, yeah. so what happened next? Now she finally comes back. I have the ring in my pocket. She has no idea. And it's getting close to game time now. So we meet up with my cousin. He had tickets too. And we all go to the game together. And now I'm walking in. And one thing I never took into consideration was that there were metal detectors in there. Oh, no. And, and I'm like thinking in my head, like, how do I show a ring box if it goes off without her seeing when she's right beside me? You'd hate to have to just toss it into that little bowl with the change. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, That's right? the surprise. Yeah, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get found out before I even get to do my plan. <laughs> and so of course she walks through no beep. I walk through, beep, beep, beep. And then they're like, the security guard looks at me. He's like, oh, go to the guy in front of you right there. He'll he'll wand you. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to leave my belt. I left my belt on so I could use that as an excuse. I was going to like, just hoping, right? And so I walk up to him and I was like, oh, it was just my belt. I forgot to take it off. And meanwhile, while he's looking at me, 
I'm wearing that medallion she made me. And he was like, just stunned by it, how beautiful it was. He's like, oh my God. He's like, my son is a Calgary Flames fan. He would absolutely love this. And so we were talking, talking, talking. And he wasn't wanting me because he was too busy fixated on that Calgary medallion. I was like, oh, he's like, who made that? I was like, actually, the artist is right here. I was like, my girlfriend. I was like, um, do you have a card? I told her, and she's like digging in her purse. Yeah, I got a card. Hold on. And meanwhile, we're still standing there and the line's building up now. There's people waiting that have to get wanted too. And we finally give them the card. And then meanwhile, we look back and then they're like, the security's like, okay, you got to keep going. We got to yeah, line Move here. along, and move along. He, move, yes, move <laughs> along, move along. So he doesn't even want me. He's like, oh, you have a great time at the game, buddy. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Meanwhile, in my head, I was like, oh, I got by without <laughs> having to expose this ring. <laughs> We couldn't share the great stories that we do here on the Canadian Love Map podcast without the amazing support of Charm Diamond Centers. They are Canada's largest family-owned jeweler, and they're proud to be putting love on the map. The folks at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story. So visit charmdiamondcenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. I want to take a moment to describe what you're talking about, because when you said this medallion, you're pointing behind you on the wall, but because most people will just be hearing this, I want you to describe those two medallions, if you don't mind. Uh, you know what, uh, Tess, you do amazing beadwork. When did you start doing this kind of beadwork? And, and how did this idea come to you? Um, well, we were always watching the Battle of Alberta's together, like every single one. Since we've been together, we've been watching them. So I'm like, I'm going to make him one. Had you ever made anything like this before? Not a Calgary one. This is like my first Calgary medallion piece that I've made. Amazing. Okay, well, I'm going to pass it off to Payden. Pass the puck to Payden and say, Payden, can you describe <laughs> them for us? <laughs> they are actually made out of uh, seed, be seed beads. Mm -hmm. The backing's made out of uh, moose hide or deer hide. And it's called a braided lanyard for the neck piece. Yeah. It's um, away colors for Calgary. And the Edmonton one is away colors as well. And the Calgary is a C, a C with the flames coming off it. And the Edmonton is the gears with an oil drop in the center of it. And you must, I mean, anywhere you show those off, people must respond in a really enthusiastic way. Uh, for yeah. hers, yes. Mine, I get told it's beautiful but ugly. Because <laughs> <laughs> us being closer to Edmonton, there's way more Edmonton fans than there are Calgary. <laughs> so they do recognize the beauty that's put into it. They just do not like the symbol language. Well, little did you know that those medallions were going to help you skirt that uh, obstacle that you encountered. So you get into the stadium. What next? I get into the stadium and we're closer to a camera guy and we're in the second row. So we were close and the camera guy notices us right away. He sees me in a big Calgary Flamers and then he sees three of my friends with all Edmonton and so right away he's like hey buddy come over here come over here and I'm like oh yeah what's up and he's like oh I'm probably gonna put you on tv just so you know I'm like oh 
He's like, because uh, you're probably going to get hazed by your friends a lot when the Oilers score. I'm like, yeah, most definitely. I was like, yeah, I don't mind. And right when he said that, I'm like, why don't I tell him what I'm going to do? So I'm like, I kind of like, yeah. hey, buddy, I kind of like went like this. Lean. So he leaned into me and I was like, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. And his eyes just went so big. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to propose. He's like, well, when are you going to propose? And I was like, well, my plan is to propose to her when the Oilers score their first goal because she'll be jumping up, cheering. She won't be looking at me, I said. And then meanwhile, while she's doing that, I'll be on my knee waiting for her to look down. And he was like, oh, my gosh, just wait a second. And he, next thing you know, I see him getting on his on his walkie-talkie, and he's, like, talking to the people upstairs, I guess. And yeah, he's telling no them wonder. <laughs> I'm about to propose and it's going to be after the Oilers scored their first goal. Next thing you know, he calls, he yells at me, Hey buddy. And he gives me a thumbs up. He's like, it's all good. We're ready. And I'm like, she noticed him do that. She's like, what did he say? I was like, Oh, he just said he's going to put us on TV because I'm a Calgary fan in your Edmonton. Oh, and she's like, Oh, you're, okay. <laughs> you're good. Peyton. You are good. You were made for this. <laughs> You should be a spy. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the biggest shock of it was is because, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just me that felt this way, but, like, we were together for nine years, going on ten, and even though you you know this person and you're confident that they're going to say yes, there's still that nervousness that, like, potentially you could hear no when you ask a question like that. Especially if it's a very public moment. Yes, and that too. It was public. Like I I was doing in front of thousands of fans. That's where I thought it was just going to be. I didn't think it was going to be on TV. (laughs) I just thought it was going to be in front of the fans for Battle of Alberta. And so now I'm nervous. They finally drop the puck. The game starts. And not even 30 seconds... I see my goaltender leave his net to get the puck and he shoots it right to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And in my head, I'm like, no freaking way. He shoots the puck. I see the goal go in. And in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, I already got to do this. And so I'm looking at the camera guy and he's he told me that he was going to record the goal first. And then when he sees me, when I see him swinging his camera, that's when I should, that's when I could bend the knee. That was your cue. Propose. That was my cue. And he had two other cameras set up and a photographer waiting for this to happen. And who would have thought it would have happened that quick in the game? Wow. And so now I'm seeing him swing his camera on. I'm like, okay, I got to do this. So I dropped <laughs> down. And Meanwhile, it was perfect because it was exactly what I thought was going to happen. She was jumping around, waving her little pom-poms that you get. And then she looks down at me and she's just stunned because she can't believe that I have a ring in front of her. Oh, and my gosh. For me, it was a long time before she said yes, <laughs> because it was like like five seconds of me on my knee waiting to hear yes from all those people. I'm like... You could see me in the video go like this, even like, well, I'm like, <laughs> and she was just stunned. And she, she was like, yes. And 
everyone around us was just blown away by it and congratulating us and for it being a battle of Alberta, there was a lot of Happy Oilers fans there with us and Calgary fans. They thought it was beautiful and I never thought it was going to go that big, but it worked out for the best in the end. Amazing. Tess, I've got to hear it from your perspective. So, A, you probably didn't expect Edmonton to score that quickly either. Nobody expects a goal 30 seconds in. Yes. Tell me about that moment. Well, I was just happy to be at the game because it was our first game ever. Like, first time seeing Oilers, first time seeing Calgary. So, I was, like, already excited. And then I look over at him and he's on his knee and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is he doing? I'm like, I was completely stunned. I couldn't believe it. I like, I was just stuck and shocked and like, so full of emotions. I was happy, <laughs> just completely stunned by him. A little stunned. And did you know at the time that you were also on the big screen? I didn't. I asked so many people if I was and like I nobody said anything so I thought we weren't on the big screen <laughs> wow that is amazing and and did you say yes let's just really get this clear <laughs> <laughs> yes I said yes to him of course <laughs> he shoots he scores <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> wow how did yep. it do you remember how it felt to be in that uh, you, I know you said you were stunned but to be in that a very personal yet very public moment. Oh, I was just like, this can't be real. Is he really doing this? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. So great. And what was the reaction of the people around you? They were actually really happy and supportive and they were nice. There was no like hazing or it was, it was nice. Better than expected. <laughs> Yeah, better than I expected. I really thought someone was going to say something. Don't marry him. He's a Calgary fan. I really thought someone was going to yell that out. <laughs> because we all know Oilers fans are very um, strong-willed when it comes to their team. <laughs> I would think someone would be yelling, no, don't do it. It'll go up in flames. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, something like that. Some bad pun like that. Okay, so what happens next? This is such a great story. I, I'm every at every step. I'm like, okay, then what happened? Okay, so now, like I said, it was only like thirty seconds in, and that happened. And now we're excited, getting congratulated by everyone around us. They were so happy for us, and my cousin was almost in tears himself. We like, they were all happy, and we're like, it was only the first period, and I'm like, oh, I was like. I, I like I didn't think they put us on the big screen. I wasn't sure because I was in the moment at the time, but the people around us congratulated us. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. And then our phones, like no one said anything. So I'm like, oh well, maybe, maybe this is how it I was like, this I'm still happy with this. I was like, this was perfect. It was more for our dads than anything and her. Yes. And so I was happy with it. First period ends and it was quiet. And then now second period ends and it goes into intermission. And all of a sudden my phone just started vibrating and her phone, cause I had both of our phones at the time, her started vibrating. So I answered my first message. I look at my buddy and it says, bro, is this you? And I read the article and it's like <laughs> the proposal of Alberta. And I'm like, what the heck? And the game's and not I'm even like, over yet. 
Yeah, they waited to put that all out during the halftime after it's like an intermission. So I was like, my buddy was like, bro, you guys are all over right now. He's like, you guys are on Facebook. You guys are on Twitter. You guys are on. He's like the new sports. And he's like, you guys are everywhere right now. And I'm like, Tessa, I was like, I think people know now because like our phones did not stop after the second intermission our phones blew up the whole time and i kind of told tessa i was like you know what we're gonna just i'm gonna keep the phones in my pocket we'll answer it after the game because this is really our first experience together watching both our teams live i was like so let's just enjoy this and enjoy our engagement now oh good for like, you after the game ends after our game ends then we'll start talking to our family and that because like our whole entire family and everyone that knew us was sharing it like crazy on Facebook and all platforms. I love that you wanted to stay in the moment. Like that's so cool that you just wanted to, you know, savor the moment that you were in and, and put that off till the end of the game. And we did. We enjoyed the whole game. Her team came out on top, <laughs> but it was a very good game. And it was a good outcome. Was anybody buying you popcorn and sending over drinks or anything like that? Oh, uh, the drinks didn't stop. <laughs> and honestly, me and me and Tessa are both not big drinkers. But at the same time, we were trying to celebrate with everyone that was being kind. Oh, and so we're like, okay, we'll have a couple like thank you. But they just kept coming and coming and coming. And we're like, we just started giving them away to everyone too. Like, here, have this, have this. Like, we can't keep up. We want to remember tonight. We're like, <laughs> that's extraordinary. So that's also a great, a great reflection of how happy everyone around you was and how united they were, even though it was the Battle of Alberta. Yep. Yeah, sounds like the love story of Alberta. So <laughs> it's also funny to me that usually when a couple gets engaged. You know, it's often a private moment. And then they've got to go about the business of telling everyone in their lives. And you've got to tell your parents or your, you know, family, immediate family first. And then you meet it. You didn't have to worry about any of that. No, not at all. <laughs> After the game now, like I said, I find we finally started looking. I, I left mine off, honestly. I waited till the next day. But she answered one call in particular, which was her brother's phone call. And he was just blown away because he knew how much his dad was an Oilers fan. And so he called her and he was, oh, my God, sis, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. And then he breaks into tears. You could hear him crying over the phone. And he's like, that was so beautiful. You're making me cry because dad would have loved this. And. It was emotional for even me because I knew it was true. Both of our dads would have loved that. I hope that your beadwork has gotten some amazing focus because of this story. Has there been any developments in your work because of all the attention? After that game, I got a ton of messages. They're like, how much is it? I want this. I want the exact same one. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so overwhelming. Do you have a website? Oh, just a Facebook page a Facebook and an Instagram page. page at the moment. All right. Well, we're going to link to that so that people can see what we're talking about because they are pretty spectacular. How do you feel when you do this beating, Tess? What, like, how, how is it for you personally? What does it give you? 
Well, I just love doing it because it shows my culture and I'm very proud of my culture. And I, this is just something I love to do because, I, like I said, I just picked it up like five years ago at a small group called Expressions. They helped me learn everything because before this, I didn't even know how to thread a needle. So like to be as good as I am is still very shocking to me. Isn't it beautiful, though, it also, as you say, it connects you to your culture and your roots. Does it also feel like a connection to your dad who is gone? Yes, it does. Because I my actually my very first Oilers medallion, I made it for my dad. And my brother now keeps it for him. What was your dad's reaction when you gave it to him? Oh, he loved it so much. He put it on as soon as he found it. And because we had it wrapped up in an Oilers jersey. Yeah, it was Father's Day, and um, so I thought, let's buy him a McDavid jersey. I was like, and then, well, stash your medallion you made for him inside it, so when he lifts it up, it will fall out. I am covered with goosebumps right now. Truth bumps, I call them. (laughs) She actually has a video of it. It's very beautiful because, like, you you can tell he loved the jersey, but when he seen that medallion fall out, they just hugged each other and he was just so thankful and he was just, it was amazing to see. And wow. he wore it every single game, even though he was just watching it on the TV every <laughs> single game. It was part of his ritual to put it on, yes. on the medallion. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Did mm-hmm. he? Do you think he felt there was some kind of luck attached to it? Oh, for sure. He did. I was his baby girl and I did everything right in his eyes. Oh, that's beautiful. Have you already gotten married? Oh, yes, we actually have. Oh, we skipped over that part. Let's talk about the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we actually got married September 30th. 30th. And was it tricky? Because when you have that big a splash and, and such a successful engagement, like how do you top it for a wedding? Yeah, that's so very true. We're um, both Catholic and in a Catholic marriage, you have to get married in a church. Because like I was, my mom was like, oh, where are you guys going to have your wedding? I'm like, oh, Tessa wanted it outside somewhere. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like... <laughs> Why not? So that meant it couldn't be at center ice either. No, exactly. <laughs> it couldn't be at center ice. So now I'm like, okay, well, we'll do that. And I kind of looked at Tesla. I was like, pick whatever church you like and we'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. Another sign that I that I feel came from her dad once again was where we ended up actually getting married was the same place that Wayne Grexy got married in 1988 of July. Oh my gosh. And we only found that out the day before we were getting married when we went to our wedding rehearsal. Her uncle messaged me. He's like, oh, where are you getting married? I was like, oh, it's um in Edmonton called the St. Joseph's Basilica. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's freaking out saying, oh my God, I love that. I can't believe you picked that spot. And I'm like, why is he excited about a church? Like. <laughs> I was like, it's just a church. Like, I don't get what he's so excited about. So then he sends me a picture of a Snapchat that he Googled. I was reading an article and it says, oh, Wayne Gretzky got married 1988 July, which is crazy. Even that's crazy because 
I was actually born in 1988 in July. Isn't so even that was like, like, what are the odds of all this stuff going together? So now I tell Tessa, I was like, you know where we're getting married? She's like, where? I'm like, Wayne Gretzky got married there the year I was born, the month I was born. And we're getting married there tomorrow now, too. And she's like, are you lying? I'm like, no, your <laughs> uncle just messaged me all this information. So, like, once again, I'm like, okay, see, I definitely know that he's been telling us this whole time that he he gave me his blessings in so many ways. Yeah. No such thing as coincidence. No such thing as coincidence because there's so many coincidences in this story that even if I was someone hearing it, I'd kind of be like, yeah, right. They planned that. Yeah, right. He set up the cameras, like. And I'm like, you, you can't come up with all of that. That's why I believe, and I know that our dads were there all every step of the way. Finding out that Wayne Gretzky got married there was kind of like her dad's way of saying, I'm right beside you. Beautiful. I'm still giving you away in my own way. I want to say thank you so much for sharing this story with us. And if you don't mind, I'd like to end with one question that I often conclude with and it is what is it you love most about your partner one of the biggest things that i love about tessa is seeing how far she's come from where she started when i met her to how much she's grown and become such a role model to not just our daughter but to anyone else out there that wants to learn and pick up something she showed them that it's possible um one thing i love about Peyton is how kind he is and patient he is and how much he just supports me and loves to see me grow i love you guys so much you are wonderful guests i hope that we're going to see you back on the canadian love map again and i just want to say a huge thank you you're welcome you're welcome Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. We love sharing love stories of all kinds, and that could include yours. So do you or someone you know have an uplifting tale to tell? Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram using at Canadian Love Map or email producer at podstarter.io. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. <laughs>